Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show, the show that celebrates the people who are making coastal Mississippi and Mississippi, for that matter, such a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, listen, I've been really looking forward to the show today because not only do I have my dear friend Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune, but in the second half of the show, we're going to check in with Josh Morgan, iCyclone, the top hurricane chaser in the world, who I think is actually thinking about heading to Baja to chase Hillary. And uh, we'll also talk about a couple of systems that are out there that are you know, there's some thought that they may get into the Gulf of Mexico, but we'll get into that in the second half. For now, coming to us from Newport Beach, California, on the beach, is my friend Jeff Duncan from Mobile.com and the Times Picking. How you doing, Jeff? Well, Ricky, it's a tough job, but someone's got to do it. Someone's got to come out here to Newport Beach and cover the Saints against the Chargers, so I guess I, got, I drew the short straw. <laughs> so you've got uh, – there's three of you guys. Y'all did an Airbnb on the beach, about a 15-minute drive to where the Saints are are, are doing sort of their, their scrimmages with uh, San Diego. But it's uh, good – I mean, excuse me, Los Angeles. It's good stuff, though, huh? Yeah, look, we've been out here before. This is, I think, the third time they've had these joint practices against the Chargers. So a lot of familiarity with the area, uh, the, the complex. It's called the Jack Hammett sports complex where the Chargers train. <clears throat> this is going to be the last year for the Chargers. They built their own uh, training facility in the area, so this is going to be the last go-round for them there. But really looking forward, to be honest with you, to seeing SoFi Stadium. I- I've been to SoFi Stadium, but not for a game. So this will be the first game, and everyone I've talked to, including Doug Thornton, you know, who runs the Superdome and says the the president of stadiums for ASM Global. I mean, he's been to every stadium just about in the world. He says SoFi is one of the three best stadiums in the world. So I'm looking forward to seeing that on Sunday when the Saints suit up. You know, I, I remember the last time we talked, I, I referred to the Chargers of San Diego. It, yeah. I, I bet you make that same mistake. It's hard to get that out of your head, isn't it? No. I mean, it, it, it's kind of a shame because, you know, we we've been down to San Diego a lot when we come out here and it's a thriving market, a uh, great sports town. You know, the Padres have an incredible stadium. And it's a shame that we don't have NFL football in San Diego. It's such a great city. Uh, and I would like to see the NFL work that out because of the history there. Uh, having two teams here in L.A., uh, obviously this market can support it. But they feel a little bit like the stepchild to the Los Angeles Rams. You know, that's the Rams stadium. Stan Kroenke owns the stadium, and they kind of rent it. So it, it just feels a little like uh, maybe a default position for the Chargers. Well, listen, uh, I've been paying close attention to you and your team. You have um, you've really kind of sliced and diced the Saints since the last since the last preseason game. And uh, you know, you you've 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 picked some winners and some losers. You went back and viewed the tape, and you wrote a column about it. you weren't as high on them. You're kind of concerned about about the backups um kind of where, where's your head these days well look it's it's still very early you know and it's hard 
these in these preseason games because we don't know what the int- intent is from the coaches. Uh, you know, the Chiefs didn't play a lot of their key guys. They only played Patrick Mahomes for basically two series. Travis Kelsey was basically on ice. They didn't even try to throw the ball to him. Their best running back wasn't out there. Their best cornerback, their best defensive lineman, you know, their best receiver. So it's it's hard to gauge, right? Uh, and I always say, you know, let's just temper everything because I've seen the Saints have preseasons where they look dynamite and go three and zero, four and zero, and then fall in their face. And I've seen them the opposite way. I mean, Sean Payton famously talks about his first year in 2006 when they played the Dallas Cowboys in Shreveport and they got destroyed in that game. And he said he literally was so depressed after the game. He told his assistants, he didn't think they'd win a game all year. And then of course they went to the NFC championship game. So, you know, it's hard to, hard to get too carried away or, you know, too down early on. But the best thing I would say for saints fans is I really thought Derek Carr looked good that first drive. The way he ran the offense, some of the nifty little moves he made, how he spread the ball around the command he had, that is was vital, and you could definitely take that away because he's looked that way in training camp, so it carried over. Hey, listen, I, I really enjoyed your column that you, I guess, was posted yesterday or recently. I guess, yeah, it was yesterday. With uh, <clears throat> you, you polled 28 local members of uh, for their predictions of the Saints. And look, you know, I mean, if you if you were to do sort of a mean score on that, it's probably. Between nine and ten wins, people are expecting. They expect them to perform well in the division. Um, so you know you got a lot of got a lot of good minds engaged in that conversation. And you know the other thing that really occurred to me, and you and I have talked about this, when you would if you'd have done a local media member poll ten years ago, it wouldn't have been twenty eight people. No, that's a good point. It shows you how much. <laughs> and, and you know what? A lot of those people are out here. Making that investment for the trip, it just shows you the interest level in the New Orleans Saints and how it's grown exponentially with the power of the NFL. And you're right. I would say the average score in that in that survey was 10 and 7 to 11 and 6. I mean, and look, I, I felt the same way. I was 9 and 8, I think. But um, I feel like this team isn't uh, all that you know much of a threat to win the win the whole thing. But I think they could definitely make the playoffs. Just when you start looking at the schedule, Ricky, and you start kind of going game by game, it's hard not to pick them to be ten and seven or eleven and six. I mean, it's just such a bad schedule. It's a very fortuitous schedule. They play the NFC South, which is the worst division in the NFC, and then they're in the NFC NFC South. Uh, I'm sorry, the AFC South, and now they're in and they're in the NFC South. So, and it's down. So it's really a great. Uh, situation for the Saints. All the factors are coming together for them. It is. It was, uh, you know, I, I, the thing that occurred to me, of course, I, I, you know, me coming from the media industry, I understand this and people just get their head around it. They'll understand it too. But it takes quite a commitment to go to 28 different media members and quiz them and capture their thoughts. Um, but when you get done doing it, you actually learn a little bit from them, don't you? Oh, yeah. Look, and, and I know every one of them, and we're out there every day together uh, covering practice. So, and, and we've done every year. So they, they're used to it now. It's become like a, one of our things, and they all look forward to it. They ask me, and I, I gave actually gave everyone a little more time this year because I think that's fair. I mean, it's sometimes you go to people too early in camp and they haven't quite formed their opinions, and I'm still trying to form my opinion on this team, you know, one week into the preseason schedule. 
So, uh, it's always fun, and I think a lot of people get a lot out of it because you see the varied opinions. Although there was only, I think, one one losing record picked out of the entire twenty eight. Uh, member of media corps yeah i mean they're all they're either all going to be really right there it's going to be a flop but uh but you know again there's some these are not wallflower cover you know uh reporters these are you know the majority of them are very realistic and and they've been around for a while they understand how this works and the fact that they feel the way they do about this this team a lot of them alluded as you know as you pointed out to the schedule uh this the situation we 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 hit ourselves in a in a good position going against a bunch of inexperienced quarterbacks uh so it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out um the other thing about it though jeff is that you know, you guys are a lot more competitive because there, there, there are a lot of online sites. Of course, you got TV still playing and radio, and you know, Nola.com and the Times speaking and doing what it does. Um, you, you guys, I mean, you're friendly, but at the same time, you're super competitive with these guys. And I bet some of them you're even more competitive with than than others. Um, how does that How does that affect you when you're having these conversations with them? Well, yeah, like we all, we all want to compete for the news of course but in the end i mean we're all kind of in it together uh, in a lot of ways it's funny where you know we we have to ally sometimes to get things done with the new orleans saints as a media core because there are certain things that they may not want done as an organization and there are rules in place by the nfl media policies and we all have to kind of be a band of brothers if you will <laughs> together to to come in, in united front uh, against the organization to, to you know enforce some of the rules so uh, while you're while you're competing you're also kind of uh, also on the same side and everybody understands that I mean there's a there's a line there that is drawn when you're trying to compete for news and certainly on something like this where you're just gathering intel on, on a season prediction I think everyone understands it's not competitive hey do you feel like the senior guy when you're walking around talking to these guys do they treat you like you're the senior guy yeah, I'd say, I guess you could say that way. I mean, I, I, me and there's certain other people out there. Bobby Bear's obviously been around a long time. Mike Dettelier. I think of the people that have been there since 2000. There's not very many. Uh, but, uh, you know, at least in the print media, like my world, I'm certainly the longest tenured. Uh, so it's kind of fun to see the new faces, the old ones. Everyone gets along. It's like, as you said, it's grown uh, dramatically in the last few years. And, um, the interest level's never been higher. I, you know, I've never seen such high interest level. I talked to you about it, I think, on the show a couple weeks ago, the early social media, everyone posting all, every little play. And I noticed yesterday, J.J. Watt made a good point of saying, don't read into these these videos you see. I think I've told you about that before. I mean, everyone posts these videos easy about it. Uh, you really have to know what you're watching when you're out there. Yeah, it's really interesting. By the way, Bobby Bear, I, I, like, I love his passion, but he comes across kind of bombastic to me. You're you're very much more controlled and thoughtful and whatever. And uh, incidentally, uh, also, Derek Carr, on several days this week in NFL, which was trending, you know, most of the week on, on, uh, on X, you know, formerly Twitter. Hey, when we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Jeff Duncan is coming to us from Newport Beach talking about the Saints. We'll see you after this.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have my friend Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. He's coming to us from Newport Beach, California, where he and two members of his team are right there on the beach covering the Saints. Um, they're, they're, they're doing these practice uh, practices with the Los Angeles Raiders, and, of course, they had the preseason game this weekend. And um, anyway, incidentally, Josh Morgan, the hurricane, top hurricane chaser in the world, is going to be joining me on the other side, and we're going to talk about the systems that are out there and some other stuff. He's a he's a hurricane historian, so uh, always interesting conversations with Josh. Um, so you know, coming back to uh, to the the situation, it was it was interesting to see Carr trending on Twitter act now X. People seem to be interested in what's going on with the Saints. So there, there's a sub story in the NFL that um, that he, you know Las Vegas didn't love him anymore, and and that he he's coming down to New Orleans to prove how how bad a decision it was to get rid of him. And you know that it's always cool to have a chip on the show. People kind of like that. They want they want that underdog to win. Not to say that Derek Carr is an underdog, but in relation to that story, I guess he may, maybe he is. Well, it reminds me a lot in a lot of ways, and I've said this before. I think I said it in that media survey column. This team reminds me a lot of the 2006 Saints in a lot of ways, and that's way I think there's a lot of comparisons between Drew Brees and Derek Carr for that reason. I mean, Drew Brees was kind of uh, discarded by the by the Chargers and resurrected his career in New Orleans, and I think that's exactly what Derek Carr is trying to do with the Saints this year. And you can see it. I mean, he said. And he admitted, I think this was important for him to admit, that he did not, you know, the the Raiders did not get the best version of Derek Carr last year. And uh, you can see, I mean, he's motivated this year. He knows this is a second opportunity for him. They've got a veteran team. And he just has to kind of play his role. He doesn't have to carry the franchise like I think he felt with the Raiders. And uh, you can see just how comfortable he is right now. And uh, it looks good early on, but again, Caution everybody, wait till the season starts before we really start jumping on the bandwagon just because uh, I remember a year ago, Saints looked good in preseason. We wrote a lot about it, and then they almost lost that opener to the Falcons. Okay, so look, when you guys get together, you've written about this, your team and you have have, uh, conversed about this in your podcast, but it was good to see the first unit come out there and be efficient with the ball, move the ball around. You you got Michael Thomas into the game and you you saw saw, um, Alvin Kamara catching the ball. Of course, after the game, he's super excited about that, you know, getting him out there so he can make some plays happen. Uh, Everything you guys have been watching in practice, they played out in the game in an extraordinarily efficient way and uh, that was awesome to see though wasn't it well I I tell you there's no question they're going to be much more uh, dynamic on offense much more improved uh, in the passing game with Derek Carr I mean we've seen that all offseason and that certainly carried over I liked how he spread the ball around got the tight end involved Juwan Johnson's going to have a big year I mean he's blossoming into a top tight end in this league and Chris Olave you know if he doesn't drop the first play of the game doesn't drop the ball. Derek Carr goes seven for eight, uh, and he's the best player on their team right now, the Chris Olave. And, and I thought Alvin Kamara looked really good. 
you know, he's looked good this offseason. He looks a little more explosive, looks a little lighter on his feet than he did a year ago. So offensively, I really don't have a lot of questions about the team. I think the questions are going to be defensively, can they rush the passer? Can they stop the run? Uh, you know, can they stay healthy? Because I don't think they're nearly as deep as they as they've been say 5 years ago when they were a dominant team 13 and 3. They're not they're not they don't have that quality depth. I think they're deeper maybe than they were a year ago, but it's still a question of key players like Marshawn Lattimore or, or heaven forbid, Derek Carr gets hurt. Uh, this team could be, I think, in real trouble. Man, I love watching Marshawn Sean Lattimore's um, conversation this week. You know, we've talked about it on the show. He's locked. He's locked in to be. He wants to be the best ever. You know, he wants to be the best in the league. If he stays focused in the way that he's doing it, man, I mean, he actually may achieve that goal. Well, look, when he's locked in, he's as good as anybody in the league. The, the issue with him has always been kind of inconsistency and lack of focus from game to game, sometimes from series to series within the game. Uh, but when he is motivated, he seems to be very motivated after having a down year a year ago. Uh, but again, I, I want to see him in these practices against the Chargers. You're going against some of the top receivers in the league, uh, and you're going to be going man-to-man. He didn't really have that last week against the Chiefs. They weren't playing some of their best guys. So these are going to be really, uh, I think, informative workouts where you see and the Chargers have some elite talent, Ricky. I mean, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, two of the best pass rushers, are really going to tell Trevor Penning and his pass protection, which has been an issue. It's a big issue, I think, for this team. Can they protect his blind side? And then you got these top receivers. How is the Saints secondary, which has looked tremendous in camp, but it's all relative. They're going against their own guys. How are they going to look against these top receivers for the Chargers? I think this week we're going to learn a lot more about the Saints. Well, you said it over and over again leading up to the preseason game. Obviously, you guys got together and talked about that. The big observation, and you mentioned it just now, is Trevor Penning. Awesome against the, uh, against uh, blocking for the run, but the pass protection is an issue. He's improved tremendously. We don't know how much. You've said all along that he's a beast of a talent. And what you guys are writing about is can that talent catch up with the technique, and 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 which would then make the starting uh, lineup for the offensive line uh, really really good. And then you you have to worry about what's coming in behind him. I mean, you made that that observation. As as it related to Jameis Winston. So um, it's, it all comes down to injuries. And I, I know it always does, but I mean, it's probably more so this year, wouldn't you think? Yeah, well, they're just the depth in certain positions is is scary if you're, if you're the Saints. you got to have those front-line guys stay healthy. They've got good depth in the secondary. I think they've got good receiver depth, actually. I think at running back, we've seen they brought in Jamal Williams. Uh, the rookie, Kendra Miller, looks like he's going to be okay. Uh, they just signed. Daryl Williams, so you know they got some depth there, but it's certain positions where they just have a decided drop off after they get up to the top guy. And, and right now, I mean, frankly, I'm just being honest. Jameis Winston's not had a good training camp, and I didn't think he played that well against the Chiefs. I know he had that tremendous touchdown pass to At Perry. That's Jameis Winston in a nutshell. Unbelievable pass, the, probably the best pass in the whole game. He makes. But then he also squanders, gets three sacks right before halftime. They have a chance to tack on a field goal. He takes an unnecessary sack and then throws one up into coverage that should have been intercepted. It's lucky it's not, and they have to punt. I mean, like, that's Jameis Winston, and he's been that way all training camp. And that's a concern if Derek Carr were to get hurt. 
Okay, then you got Perry, this this young talent. You know, I, I think did he have six receptions? Anyway, yes. bottom line, he looked great. Yeah, he's he's really come on. He was really early in camp, a little up and down, which is natural for a young guy. And the light bulb, I think, has turned on for him. And it'll be really interesting to watch him this week as well, see if he can carry that over. He's certainly playing with a lot more confidence right now, and uh, that's because he's producing on the field. I mean, Sean Payton used to always say confidence is born out of demonstrated ability. He's demonstrating his ability on the NFL level right now. And I think, look, if you'd asked me a week ago how many receivers they were going to keep, I would have said five. And I think now is serious consideration to keep six. Uh, the top three being Alave, Mike Thomas, Rashid Shaheed, the two Mary, uh, primary backups, Traquan Smith and Keith Kirkwood. And I think now A.T. Perry is very much in the discussion to be at the sixth receiver. Kirkwood looked good. I mean, Yeah, they love they love Keith Kirkwood. He does all the dirty work, blocks, knows where to be at the right time. He's certainly earned the trust of Derek Carr as well. Uh, and so he's a guy that I think they know they can rely on. He's never going to take over a game. Uh, but he doesn't have to with the top-line receivers the Saints have. What is any scuttlebutt on Shahid and whether that, that injury is going to be one that might hamper him? As far as we know, I mean, Derek, Dennis Allen just the other day said he's going to be fine for the opener. And that's all they – all right now they're just managing guys for the opening game. That's why you haven't seen Demario Davis. That's why you haven't seen uh, – they're just trying to get ready for week the Titans. Listen, uh, speaking of our coach – Man, he looks relaxed and confident. I mean, you can tell he's really settling into this role. Now, I know if they start losing, you've said it many times before, that would change somebody so fast it would make your head spin. But, man, does he does he seem relaxed. Yeah, he's even said as much. He's much more comfortable, much more confident. I think changing over the defensive staff, getting some of his people in there, uh, getting this quarterback on board that he's familiar with at the most important position in the game, a guy that uh, is you know considered one of the top quarterbacks in the league I think those were the big moves by Dennis Allen and there's no question he's much more confident right now going into the season but you said it you said it a few weeks ago that the I mean he we, we made significant changes in the coaching positions on defense and it will be interesting yeah. to see how that translates and that look that's Dennis Allen's side of the ball right that's where he came up so and this defense has been top 10 almost every year since he's been in charge so you have to have confidence that they're going to be able to shut people down that's the one area I'm interested to see though is that defense gets a little older and it's longer in the tooth a lot of 30 somethings on that defense can they continue to play at an elite level as you can think about it Ricky the three leaders on the defense Tyran Matthew Demario Davis Cam Jordan all in their mid 30s basically uh, and they're, they're, they're the three leaders of all three levels of the defense. Wow, that's incredible. Listen, have a have a good little visit over there in Newport Beach and in California. Uh, got a tropical system headed your way, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for that area. Yeah, it should be fun. This week, these workouts should be fun. We'll have lots of great coverage on NOLA.com, and then of course Sunday, they'll be suiting it up against the Chargers at SoFi. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Hey, listen, it's been great to catch up with you. Hey, when we come back on the other side, we'll have Josh Morgan, and we'll see you after this. Mississippi Media Production.